Hi, you're listening to the, the Four Takeaway Podcast. Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything on the menu from movies, music, gossip, news, etc., through the eyes of four rather weird individuals. I'm Heiko. I'm Hannah. I'm Hamad. I'm Yas. And in this episode, Heiko and Hannah go back in time to. Wait, go back in time? <gasps> where did Yo. they go? Yo, they're missing. <laughs> Time traveling. Ah, yes. No, we're actually not time traveling, but we are doing something exciting. How much do you remember um, from the last decades? Last decade. Oh, I shut most of it out. Like I repressed a big. Remember, part. it's 2010 to 2020. Oh, oh. last decade. Oh yeah, no, 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 true. Yeah. Yeah, I I repressed a lot. Of really? Those. Yeah. They, well, a lot of things happened. A lot of controversial things, but um, we are not gonna focus on the things that you might remember so well. Instead, mm-hmm. you were going to focus on some things that you might have known or you might have forgotten. It's just in the back of our heads. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited. W- we're gonna, gonna juggle your memory and unleash all those PTSD. <laughs> Is it going to be nostalgia <laughs> overload? The numbers may <laughs> Not an overload. Hopefully. What do the Not numbers an mean? Oh, okay. but there, are, there are some points though where I'd warn you that I really did my research on so it might take a while but... Okay. Oh, she's going to smite you. Nostalgic research. With nostalgia. So, shall we begin? We I are. think we shall. But I also think it's my turn, right? Yes, it's your turn. It's so nice. You gave such an ominous intro, such an ominous introduction. Mm-hmm. My first entry is going to shatter your stereotypes you had Uh-oh. for and, and about Canadians. Canadians? Canadian people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't it's they send shatter out the coronavirus? Them, not, not the people, the stereotypes. <laughs> like with a baseball bat, like a metal baseball bat. Or just a hockey Right stick in the face because it's of Canadian. the stereotypes. <laughs> R- Brutal. <laughs> Sorry. Remember June 15th, no, yeah. Remember June 15th, 2011? I actually don't have any idea about Okay. Oh, okay. you would also? Um, stereotype one. We know that Canadian people like hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know that Canadian people are very n- super nice and gentle? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Aha. what did you say? Super Sorry. nice Wrong. and gentle. Sorry, Wrong. what did you say? Eh? So it's it's Wednesday, June fifteenth. It was the day of the Stanley Cup finals. So the finals of the championship series of the National Hockey Hockey League, NHL. You might have heard about that, um, like the Super Bowl of hockey. And the last game took place uh-huh. in the Rogers Arena in Vancouver. And guess what happened? A riot. Is it a stampede of some sort? Haha. <laughs> Usually you should you should be saying now. Oh, Canadians. They probably just. Watched the game and said, oh, what a bummer. Let's go home. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. Vancouver lost. And usually, right. you'd expect Cana- <laughs> usually you'd expect Canadians to react in the way I, I just told you, but that's not what happened. As soon as the game came to a close, spectators began throwing bottles and other objects at, at, the, at the large screens in the viewing arena. And Oof. like you both said, a riot happened. Oof. 
Well, Whoa. it's been scientifically proven by multiple studies that when you give a hockey stick to a Canadian or put a Canadian in the vicinity of a hockey stick, <laughs> they turn from the most polite people in the world into the most volatile and belligerent species of humanity. I concur. Scientifically proven. I agree with this. That's why they have come across those uh, studies World as well. Their rifles from World War II were vaguely shaped like uh, hockey sticks to invoke the same <laughs> level of violence within their soldiers. See. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. So yeah, this one is known as the Stanley Cup riots and um, was the aftermath of the match between the Canucks. Oh, I'm not <laughs> pronouncing this right. Canucks? Yeah, yeah you Canuck? got it. Canucks. Canucks. I, I think Canucks. so. Yeah. It's weird because no, 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 no. it's Canucks. it's Canucks. weirdly similar to a German term for foreigners, which I'm not going to tell you right now. Say it. No, Say it. Nine. Well, they're technically Canucks to you too, right? So. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So okay. Yeah, they were playing against playing against Boston, and the Boston team won. And as um, a result, or as uh, like a present for their win, their jerseys were set to fire and their flags and oh all that, God. all that merchandise. Wow. Not while they were still wearing them, but oh that was a part of the riots. <laughs> um, rioters overturned um, some vehicles. There was one instance of, um, of, um, of a truck being set on fire, then overturned, Ooh. Oh, then what? set ablaze again. <laughs> So Whoa. things went we, crazy. There must with a there must have been Z. something that crazy. really drove them to do that, like not just because they lost. Well, maybe because I'm, I'm sure it's not the first well, time. They we know, we know, <laughs> we know that hockey things get really heated up with in sports. hockey. That no, specifically hockey. That uh, I don't know. A, a huge percentage of the audience would go there not just to watch the sport but also the fight that's going to happen what? eventually among players yeah it's hockey has a thing called oh. instigating so yeah yeah mm -hmm. wait hana you have been to a, you have been to a hockey match in canada right yeah it was a local hockey game for camloops <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> but it was it Kamloops. was peaceful you fought so. people? Uh, <laughs> moving on. Well, no, not moving on. Well, we, we are moving on to the next day because here's something that can like mend that shattered image of Canadian people. They picked up mm -hmm. after themselves. Because they did a cleanup, right? Oh. Af so <laughs> after the riot, thousands of volunteers organized via texting, social media sites, and um, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, and such to just clean up the damage. So see, there were an estimate. It's 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 with with hockey stick without hockey stick. It's the difference. <laughs> wow, that that would support your theory, Alan. <laughs> yeah. So an estimated fifteen thousand volunteers, many taking a day off, stated they stated that they went downtown to clean up the damage just to show people the people of the world, that not all Canadians are like that. And that mm -hmm. they're still nice. And that they're still nice, yeah. Streets were reported, reportedly clean at 10 a.m. Um, boarded up windows were covered in apologies, like little speech bubbles saying I'm <laughs> sorry and such. <laughs> of course. 
That's cute. And here's the topping. Um, you know Hudson Bay, right? Yeah. Yes. That retailer. Um, they hosted a free pancake breakfast in Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. See, so they like, brought Tim Hortons, eh? Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't, I'm sorry, but I wouldn't expect that to happen if that whole riot thing happened in any other country. Like, Japan. The next yeah. day, there'll be free pancake. Yeah. Well, in Japan, <laughs> that <won't> wouldn't happen <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> With Pino riot. The what? Sorry? In Japan. Yeah. yeah, in Japan, there would be no riot. Okay. Well, what should be our segue to the next entry, huh? Number two. Uh, the next one rings a bell. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's say 10 years ago, it's 2020. 10 years ago, getting a ride to a bar or a concert or to a club or something 10 years ago meant one of three things. It's either mm -hmm. securing a designated driver who would be like the loser for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you, I've been there. Like that was when I was about 18. So mm -hmm. yeah, usually the designated driver would be um, the rich kid driving their mom's minivan. So yeah. Well, you could um, <laughs> also just call a taxi and spend like 50% of your night's budget. Oh, geez, on that. no. Yeah. Right, no. Or you could walk. And we walked a lot. But that Walking all changed when what happened? Uber. And now it's your turn. When Uber happened, right. This is entry number two. Uber happened in 2010? Well, technically mm. Uber happened in 2011. 11. And then it what? took off. <laughs> yeah. He, he, that's why we're doing this. This is something that you know <laughs> that happened, but you might have forgotten that it oh, happened in the last 10 what? years. What? 2011? Yeah. Yo. <laughs> it's so great today. Hi. Someone can just open it, an app. But it took off way later, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It got... Like 2013, 14. Yeah, but 14 still, later. right? You would have... 2011? Yeah. It yeah. could have been because Continue, people Heiko. didn't really trust the brand Did at first. Did phones even exist so, yeah. back then? Ugh. Zoomers. Oh, yeah. And it's so great. Today, someone can just open an app, press a few buttons. There's a driver at the front door within a few minutes, ready to take you at the location, to the location of your choice. And uh -huh. most of the times you pay up front, right? So that means you can't mm. pull a, a hit and run. And uh, mm -hmm. and um, it feels a little more honest and trustworthy, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. yeah and it is... It has gone global, right? I mean, I mean, have you been to a country where Uber wasn't a thing? I'm asking this question, but I've been to a lot You've of been countries. to a country. Well, really? Canada. Moldova. Kamloops didn't have Uber. Or Lithuania, maybe. Or any other app. Okay, really? I realized that, that was a stupid Heiko. question. Uganda. Wait, Kamloops didn't have any app like that? Nope. We Even Lyft or... Nope. What? Zambia. Yeah, have yeah. you ever? No, uh, let me ask differently. Have you ever been to a major big city in Zimbabwe. the U.S.? <laughs> oh no. no, they have it everywhere in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Kazakhstan. Okay, want to go through Eastern Europe? <laughs> Should we just let you finish? <laughs> no, I'm just rattling oh, off Davia. everything. <laughs> What is it with you in Eastern Europe? Do you know when, when Grab became a thing in the Philippines? 
and it boomed mm. most probably <laughs> three years ago or like two, like 2018, 2017, really? right? Or I'm, it's I'm a little longer out here but because it, people it, were distrustful of just getting in strangers' vehicles. True, true. I can imagine. That's so... But now you got things like Ancas and its other rival stuff where you just hop on someone's motorcycle. (laughs) Yes, Heiko? I was going to talk about how those services also bring you dinner. Well, there's Uber Eats. Yeah, grab food over here. Yeah, Uber Eats. Um, um, Grab also has that now. Yeah, Grab Food. Your thing is really called Grab Food? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, grab food. Awesome. Yeah. And well, what's the one over like there? Postmates and yeah, Grubhub and Saudi. There's Marsoul. There's Marsoul. There's Hunger Station. Station. There's a lot. There's, there's also, Uber what's Eats. What's it? Karim. Yeah, Uber Just Eats. not in our city. Karim. Karim. Yeah. There's also Karim food. Fried anyway. So here's a little fun fact for you. In mm-hmm. Germany, Uber has had a hard time because taxi companies and unions have protested so much because Uber are taking them jobs. They took a jobs, no? Okay. Um, because they, <laughs> and, and today they only ar- arrange trips with licensed car rental and taxi companies, which of course is not much cheaper than Uber as we know it, but apparently a little easier. And that's all due to the fact that in Germany, people who transport other people need to have a Personenbeförderungsschein. Uh, which, which is. <laughs> there's no translation, Personenbeförderungsschein. It's for transportation in general, so it's not just um, exclusive to services yeah, like Uber okay, or something, okay. but it's something that's like highly official. You'd have to go to a very certain office to get that test done or to get that license, and that would enable you to become or to apply um, for being a taxi driver or Uber or whatever there is. So basically, mm-hmm. Uber oh, and Grab okay. stuff just turned into another mm-hmm. taxi company. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Do you need a license for a moped? Yes. Speaking of segues. <laughs> oh, wow, that's oh good. My God. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's my turn. Oh, wow. So, the year is 2012. It's the end of the world. Not yet. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh. So in March 2012, there's a certain 30-minute documentary film released by a non-profit organization called Invisible Children with a purpose of documenting Joseph Kony, who is a Ugandan guerrilla and cult leader and an indicted and war criminal. Indicted. He was a cult leader? And a fugitive from what? the International Criminal Court. Oh, oh yeah. If you're going to be a so warlord with children, you might as well be a cult leader. Coney abducted more than according to this documentary Coney abducted more than 60,000 children and converted them into soldiers for his Lord's Resistance Army or LRA and this video aimed to make Coney globally known and have him arrested by the end of 2012 for his many crimes and human rights abuses Wait, so, hold on. You're yes. Mandela affecting me so hard right now. So that thing really happened. It's not a hoax. Mm. Uh, it is. It is not a hoax. It did happen, but there are certain issues about this documentary. We'll get there later. Uh-huh. Uh, essentially, this video went super viral. 
overnight. Yeah. It garnered about 100 million views in its first six days being online. I mean, I know that. someone who was heavily affected by it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, could we g- should we get into that now or go into that later? Uh, wait, just, just yeah, you could go into it now. Okay, so Kony, oh, uh, this is 2012. Mm-hmm. Okay, when this started to get viral, this was the time where, like, the peak of my YouTube. No, no, no. Actually, the start of the peak of my like YouTube obsessive addiction addiction yeah obsession um, I, I was story. really young and <laughs> not yet and not then yet. i i was it was it was everywhere on youtube at the time so i was like whoa what this is so what what what's going on so i shared it on facebook i tagged a lot of people <laughs> including oh you were including crazy yeah Kuya, and, and a lot of people room. i was like oh yeah look at this you, he was so genuinely yeah, you guys worried. have to watch this yeah i was like really worried yeah, you guys too. have to watch this and like yeah. this is and i was so proud because i was part of the people who know it and and part of the people who raised awareness and spread it to people and i'm actually gonna talk about that um because this since it garnered a lot of attention there were even merch and proportional Mm -hmm. proportional and promotional posters that were sold for this so the hashtags stop coney and coney 2012 went viral tons of banners april 20 there was yeah, yeah, in April 20, there was an event called Cover the Night, which took place. So supporters were asked to put up posters in their hometowns for uh, to spread awareness about this. Mm-hmm. Though uh, the posts and announcements went viral worldwide, too few actions actually took place, like real actions. Gatherings only had about three to maximum 50 people. Even if what millions Jeez. and millions of people were posting it, that's kind of wow. like so Caesar's assassination. Which only brings a handful me, of people came together. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Which brings me to the criticism I am of this and specific specific movement or specific cause. So though it is true, it is true there is such a co- um, Joseph Coney. Uh, people had dividing opinions about this. So first, the positives. People thought that it's good because it urged people to know more about what's happening in the not-so-well-known areas of the world, right? So it's a good thing. And the African Union announced that it has intentions to send an international brigade of 5,000 military troops from Uganda, South Sudan, Central African Republic, and Congo, um, which were countries where Kony's region of terror has been felt over the years so these armies were led by ugandan and u.s advisors so that these people would join the hunt for the rebel leader joseph coney and to neutralize him so that's two good things at least however uh, there's just too many negative criticism first they they accused it of they accused Invisible Children Incorporated, the organization that started this cause, with slacktivism. Uh, 
That's why I always <laughs> say only thoughts give you thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, so that's one. And the documentary also it. was was also wanting in terms of providing the full story. So it came out as if the creators just really wanted to be viral, that actually educating people on the matter was not a priority. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't really the goal. The, yes. It even gained hate from the locals in Uganda with comments that the film was more white than Ugandan because it What? failed to actually show the plight of the victims. Oh, And yeah. it was more enlightening the people who are supporting it, um, telling you to spread awareness. Thing, huh? Yeah. Like if, mm -hmm. you, if you spread awareness, you're going to be a good person. People are going to like right. you. So mm -hmm. that's the message they got. That sucks. And then there was also m misleading info. For example, they talked about Kony's followers, which reached tens of thousands, when in fact it's only about hundreds. Yeah, because. And then. How does a Ugandan warlord reach tens of thousands? Mm -hmm. Without spilling wow. over every country. Okay, anyway. And then another thing location of Kony was believed to be Central African Republic, not Uganda. She was in a car. Though, <laughs> later they found out that Kony's army fled to northern Uganda in 2006. But, ah. how, but however, <laughs> but however officials in Uganda states that there was no war in the country contrary to what the documentary suggests. That it wasn't a good representation of their country because it's just saying that, oh yeah, there's this huge, mm -hmm. big war in Uganda, which is not true. So it was magnified just so that they yeah. can create this fad. Basically, so yes. it is true that so only Uganda's no the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Knuckles. and an update as of 2015. Uh, this is the last thing that we would know about it. In 2015, Ongwen, which is who is a key member of the LRA, surrendered himself, oh. crippling Kony and his troops even more. And uh -huh. by April 2017, which is the very, very last thing we hear from this Kony 2012 thing, Ugandan and U.S. military force ended their hunt for Kony, stating that the LRA is actually no longer a threat in Uganda. So they never really apprehended Kony. So it we don't know anything kind of where he is right now or it how he is. It just died down. It just died down oh, because... Wow. LRA was no longer a threat. Wait, yeah. okay. wait, wait, didn't the, the I, I got this wrong, right? Because I thought that the documentation actually led to the apprehension of the guy. Of no. Kobe. But that's no. That's the hoax. It huh? didn't. Okay. Yeah. And and uh, a lot of people say that because of Kony 2012, though there were more attention brought to it, it didn't really change the efforts to do it because there were already efforts to apprehend him long before Kony uh -huh. 2012 came out. Oh, But wow. it was only then that people around the world learned about it. 
So, yeah. I guess it's good for awareness, but not really to change anything because people didn't really do anything to change. Yeah. I mean, so really you've got countries, countries like Liberia or others like that. I, I just suddenly forgot the others where these warlords are not mm-hmm. unique. They're like common. They're pretty common. Some of them even work for the government yeah. with yes. children soldiers. Right. Yeah, and that's also one thing from the criticism is that they made Kony infamous in some sort i mean famous not infamous rather they focused on coney so much that they tried to cover up all the other warlords that were also causing problems in africa and and they gave him some sort of a super villain status yeah Mm -hmm. like when in fact he was just another another Mm -hmm. coney if you will so yeah, that's Cody God, I gotta stop Coiny, fish in the pond. Oh my God, I'll just mute you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of supervillains. All right. They fly. Let's fly on to the next topic, will we? Okay, no. Um, yeah, what? Let's talk about something that doesn't have anything to do with over-the-top violence and with villains. But let's, let's talk about that what? has something to do... No. No, what? we're going to talk about... The next thing we're going to talk about has something to do with villains and flying. The Avengers. Need I say more? 2012. That's when the the decade of Marvel and the MCU began. I mean, officially began. There were a few movies in that MCU before that. But that's that's when they put together this team. This team of super superheroes that unlike the X-Men or the Fantastic Four, um, those Avengers... Or Justice League? No, I'm talking about... Wait, was there a Justice League movie before that? No. Animated movies, yeah, there were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I was um, talking about, like, like blockbuster movies. There's already ah. been... There have been X-Men movies. There's been a Fantastic Four movie or two. But that was the first time that, like, a superhero team came together where the members became known as independent superheroes in their movies. And that was oh, yeah. crazy just to see them team up and assemble. Yeah, and this was this was like the first step the MCU took that really blew up the MCU. Yeah. Yes. This Wasn't was when MCU started to peak. Yeah, when, when Iron Man kind the, of the first Iron Man came out, that was like after um the first step of this plan where the rights to all those superheroes yeah. Yeah, um, phase one. were given to yeah. the same studio mm-hmm. so they could eventually build up yeah. this huge universe. Yeah, before that, that all those different I hated oh, that. Problem? Yeah, I hated that superheroes belong to different studios so they can't work together. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Good thing Spider Man <laughs> went back. Spider Man. Door boy. <laughs> <laughs> but 2012 Avengers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, Can you ugh. imagine? It's eight years ago. That was eight years ago. Wow. Wow. And Ugh. just like that superhero movies were suddenly everywhere. I mean, it's not just that Marvel tried it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the... How do, you, how do they call it? The DCEU? Yeah. The DC something universe? DC. Yeah, well, they EU. tried yeah, it. More but, like um, EU. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, I like the the solo... The Wonder solo Woman. Movies. Is that what you call them? Justice Justice League wasn't bad. Wonder it Woman was bad. Me. Justice League. Well, well, it wasn't like how the 
older DC movies were. This was you can cle- you God. can see clearly that they were trying to make um, oh, they were trying we to do something to, to battle money, yes. MCU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I I like a Wonder Woman. What else? I like. That's it. So Aqua, yeah, Aquaman, <laughs> not that bad, but. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, okay. um, so no, I okay. really like Wonder Woman. Moving on. <laughs> well, I remember there was this one one day or one one night when we went to the to the movies in in Kamloops in Canada, and literally every other poster was a superhero movie, like just oh. Marvel, DC, yeah, the oh, yeah. Lego yeah. Batman movie or something. Then another Spider Man. Yeah, I wrote I wrote this thing. essay for my grade. <laughs> 12-something English class, it was all about how superhero movies are running the movie industry. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And let's see. Um, they make a lot of money. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and they're, they're not even about to stop. I mean, before the Avengers, there were five movies. Iron Man 1 and 2, The Hulk, and what else? Four. What, what? Iron Man there? 3. No, Iron the Man 3 The infamous Daredevil. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I know that until no, phase no, four, there were like seventeen more movies, so we're dealing with twenty-three. And jeez, the next yeah, ones... and they're not stopping at all, right? They're and the next so many in production. The one with the yeah, yeah, Black Widow. Then there's another Doctor Strange there's coming. So the there's Eternals, a Spider-Man, and the next Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Good Exciting times, though. You know? yeah. Yeah. I like Marvel. Yeah, that was that was a rather short one. Just to ease the tension a bit. Yeah, Thanks. anyway, let's talk about 2020, 2020, 2012 phenomenon. Well, we're going to be talking about 2020 phenomenon too. It was probably yeah. the <laughs> actual. No. Now I get it. Yeah. People really thought that December 21, 2012 would be the end of the world because this was the end date of the Mayan calendar. So, according to New York Times, a New Age interpretation believed that the date marked the start of a period during which Earth and its inhabitants would undergo a positive physical or Mm. spiritual transformation. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. Wait a second. Yeah, just extra extra information. Did you know that there's this cult, which still exists, and they have this really weird... Um, really weird website where oh, yeah. they believe that, that Heaven's Gate, Heaven's Gate, Earth is flat. Heaven's Gate, exactly. Oh. Yeah, uh, and the, the website is still up. Yeah, the website is still up, and are there still members? Mm-hmm. There are just two known members who are who are taking care of the website. Who are taking care of the They're website? They're like shepherding because, the next generation to go back yeah, to the Halley's Comet. Yeah, because thirty. Because thirty of thirty members of this cult uh, committed suicide to go to the other side where they think they'll be. Well, no, like, the thing is, look, it was Halley's comet was coming around Earth, mm-hmm. and they believed it was an alien spaceship piloted by their deity. So while it was passing yep. over Earth, they killed themselves, and then they left this skeleton crew to run the the website so that they could shepherd the next generation when Halley's Comet comes back. Yeah, so anyway, and um, that date, the December 21st, 2012, would be the mark of the beginning of a new era, according to this New Age interpretation. 
while others suggested that the date marked the end of the world or a similar catastrophe. Some even believe that the world is ending because of the arrival of the next solar maximum, an interaction between Earth and the supermassive black hole at the center of the galaxy. Or Earth will be colliding with a certain mythical planet called Nibiru. Mm-hmm. So they those are the different uh, theories. They were wow. eight years too early. I could mm-hmm. say that the transcension of humanity was Marvel. Absolutely successful. <laughs> <laughs> no question. No questions there. So, of course, people started counting down and waited. They had events, parties, festivals, and everything for this date. In China, for example, Christian cult called Almighty God were arrested after claiming that the end of Bak Tun, which is the Mayan calendar, uh, marked... Uh, or I think it's the date itself, marked the end of the world and that it was time to overthrow communism. Wait, oh, nice. so they're, they're a Christian arrested. cult. Why are they using the Mayan calendar? I don't know. They have their own well, calendar. Well, they call it Biaktun 13. So they're referring to that date from the Mayan calendar. So Okay. Yeah, and then Australian Prime Minister Julia Gillard. Oh, Gillard. God. Delivered a whole speech for the radio station Triple J in which she declared, quote unquote, my dear remaining fellow Australians, the end of the world is coming. Whether the final blow comes from flesh eating zombies, demonic hell beasts or from the total triumph of K-pop. If you know one thing (laughs) about me, it is this. It's just I will. Always fight for you to the very end. <laughs> of course, she was just kidding, but she received a lot of criticism. Well, you should underestimate the, that the, the people, the threat that K-pop poses. I bet, I bet those hates, <laughs> oh. the hate mail she got was from K-pop stands. Uh-huh. The weeaboos. No, no, no. She knew from then. Weeaboos. What? How? 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 <laughs> you lost. <Karabao. laughs> you lost your train of thought. Just, just, oh. No, 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 I just. Oh. His train of she knew from back then how intense they would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prophecy. Yeah. The Prime Minister of Australia was warning us. Now we wait for the zombies <laughs> and the and the demo- demonic hell beasts. Twenty twenty is a transcension of the and twenty twenty is the rise of the K pop stands. <laughs> Anyway, and in December 2012, the French government even placed 100 police and firefighters around both Bugarak, Bu- Bugarak and yeah. Pic de yeah. Bugarak. Yeah. Limiting... Ac- I don't know. I am sorry. Bugarak. Bugarak. It, it's French, Bugarak. so I wouldn't know how to pronounce it. I'm very sorry. Bugarak. Mm, so, so limiting access to potential visitors because mystic believers who had concluded that the local mountain, Pic de Bugarak, was the ideal location to be safe from the phenomenon. So thousands and thousands of people who kept visiting it over the years, they had to limit access. And December 2012, they had to like um, put up barriers so people won't <laughs> go there. Some even calling the mountain, that mountain, the garage of the UFOs. The garage. The garage of the UFOs. <laughs> the garage. <laughs> of a garage. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course, the date came and went with no cata- catastrophic event or gigantic apocalypse. So Everyone looked people like a fool. felt silly after that. 
they just then made a movie about it. Oh god, that movie called twenty thirteen. Oh, twenty twelve. Oh, it's called. <laughs> Wait, okay. did the movie come out after or before twenty twelve? I think it was after. Okay, I think it came in the middle. It didn't. Okay, it they came before December twenty first. Start filming something, knowing that it's gonna be. The oh end no! Of the world, so it was in two thousand and nine. What? It was two thousand nine. Another another thing we forgot about. Oh wow. totally, yeah. I'm but sorry, that was I did not, not in the last decade. Huh. Oh yeah. Huh. True. Speaking yeah. of movies, haha, movies. What's the last movie you, you watched? Movie on? I watched Extraction watched? and I enjoyed every second of it. Like, oh my Ooh. gosh. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. Who was that? Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Thor just <laughs> beating the heck out of people in Bangladesh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but he's Australian, there, mate. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not a Nordic last god movie? or anything. <laughs> last movie for us was Speak. Speak? 2004, starring Kristen Stewart. Speak. My last movie was... Oh my god, this really ugly, low-budget film called Last Shift. I did not <laughs> enjoy it. Where did you watch it? Um, it was... Was not good for me. Like it was okay, but where did you watch it? Another pig. I watched it in my room with a friend. I mean, <laughs> dude. I mean, which? <laughs> okay, that's a piece which of information. Which streaming platform, or did you download it? Oh, we or? can't talk about that. Yeah, we're we al- we're law-abiding citizens. Yeah. Hush. We totally got it. In so you acquired it legally. That's what must. you wanted to say. Good. Anyway. Okay, that didn't work out as planned. I was expecting <laughs> you to say. Um, this movie on Netflix, or this movie on Netflix, or this movie movie on Amazon Prime. Oh, no, yeah, I totally used Netflix in the last 24 hours, don't worry. Yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah. Oh, are we going to talk about Netflix? (laughs) We're totally going to talk about Netflix. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. we got it. I mean, I could have just, I could have just talked, I could have just named this entry, like, Netflix happened, or streaming happened. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. No, 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 at first I wanted to be a bit more specific than that. Because this is not what I'm going to name this entry. And second, it would be wrong. Because to be precise, Netflix entered the streaming market as early as 2007. And it was founded in... Huh? Huh? Mm, 2001. A lot earlier. No, 90s. Somewhere in the 90s or huh? really early. Because they would, would mail they would mail the yeah, discs. They're, they're renting. Yeah, like, it's a rent. Yeah, they just, were, just they were like in the process of killing Blockbuster. <gasps> and then they succeeded in the 2000s. 1997, mm-hmm. yeah. right. Oh, there we go. Yeah, but no, this entry, this thing that happened in the last decade that you probably forgot about was the first Netflix original series that was launched. Oh, can I guess what it was? Guess what it was. No clue. Go ahead. (laughs) Stranger (laughs) Things. Okay, good. good. (laughs) What else is there? Oh, Hannah knows already. Wait, what year are we talking about? 2013? 2013. And it was a series? Provinciano. No clue. <laughs> what? Ne- oh. Like so- what? Wait, wait. Is it? Is it? Did it start already as a Netflix original series, or did Netflix pick it up? No. The the the, the purpose of a Netflix original series is that they publish it, and no one else gets yeah. to publish it. They usually they fund it. Okay. They usually, right. Uh. No, but like. But right yeah. now, like shows like Dynasty are are playing on the CW, I think, and they're also a Netflix original series. But they were on Netflix first, right? No, no, huh? 
dynasty. Oh, I'll have to do my research on that. But to oh, bring some light. Oh, is that where Juicy Smolia is? <laughs> but no. that did not start. Juicy. Dynasty didn't start in 2013. Yeah, no, it's, it's not my guess. It's oh, just, okay. Uh, yeah. It's so House I don't of know. Cards, people. My House guess. Of oh. House of Cards? Yeah. Was Wait, it a Netflix what? original series? I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it is. And that was the first Netflix original, the first one um, that was entirely La La Casa de Papel exclusive, exclusive to Netflix originals, right? And it's it's so or it's such an such an important year or such an important occurrence Wait, because jeez, oh, hmm? No, I just totally confused House of Cards with La Casa de Papel. <laughs> anyway, House of Cards cards are made of paper. Yeah. Paper is papel. Mm-hmm. House Casa paper. is house. They're yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. Next up. <laughs> yeah, no. No, but they're not the same thing, people. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, be, and I'd say um, publishing or the, the, the year of the first Netflix original is a um, super important thing because it, it, is as, it has introduced us to concepts that we have not known before, like binge watching. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yes. So because all those seasons or all those episodes were published on the same day, or in a, in a matter of a week or something, one could just sit down and just gorge on all content, all the content there is, yeah. spend entire nights on... What else is there? Without House of without House of Cards, um, people would be... People would go insane sooner in quarantine. Yeah, I think that's something... Because there wouldn't be... There would, like, Netflix original movies and series wouldn't be, like, very big... Right, right. Yeah. I mean, this this one has triggered, um, like the the age of, of not just Netflix originals, but there's Amazon Prime. There's what else is there? A- HBO, all Hulu. these Hulu, all these studios that um, Quibi, <laughs> that publish stuff that um, are exclusive to them, and they're like adjusted to the streaming way of publishing content. Mm-hmm. Like you of television, mm-hmm. of well, it, you could argue is it television or not? Oh is yeah, well, the new television, the industry. But one of the interesting thing is that Netflix, for example, um, when it comes to green lighting originals, they um, give their creators an, an unusual amount of of influence and of freedom, whereas that that w- wouldn't be the case in in TV, yeah, like traditional yeah, yeah. TV. A lot of censorship. Yeah, right. And that, of course, leads to some some experiments. Some of them would turn out good eventually, and some of them would be, like, stinkers. Mm-hmm. But, well, would we have things like Stranger Things or La Casa de Papel if it weren't for the freedom that Netflix granted their creators? That's something that would make this, or that makes this, in my opinion, uh, super important. Okay, then. In... Well, lacking a better segue to this, I'll just say MH370. Oh, does that spark memories? <laughs> no. What's that? Oh, well. Dude, no, we're amazing. just talking about one of the greatest disappear? mysteries in aviation history, but that's oh. okay. Oh, yeah. No, it's no, no. So no. I, of a mystery okay, so I wouldn't remember <laughs> the exact flight number, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> That was a big thing. Yeah, and can you imagine it was 2014? Six really? years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? This was yeah, Millennium Flight. Tell us about Flight, it, What? 14? 370. 370. Okay. 
There was another one yes. that was close to that. Mm -hmm. I'll just mention it briefly later. But for now, let's go for this one, which is, yeah. like I mm -hmm. said, one of, if not the most greatest mystery in aviation history. Yes. Like materials for films and conspiracy theories alike. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, eight, uh, six years ago, the flight, the Malaysian Airlines flight 370 disappeared on its way from Malaysia's, Malaysia's capital. And now you'd have to help me, Kuala Lumpur. Kuala mm -hmm. Lumpur. Kuala yep. Lumpur, yep. Correct. To, danke, to Beijing. <laughs> and there were two, 239 people on board, and except Jeez. a few wreckage part, except a tiny bit of debris, there was nothing found. As from in nothing. Yeah. As in nothing. Super odd. No voice recorder, no blackboard, nothing. Oh really? There was no, yep, there no. was no black box recording. Right. Mm -mm. Blackboard? Did They I say did blackboard? It. Oh yes. my god! I said. Black <laughs> for a moment there, I, I thought just I just misheard it. It's frantically <laughs> writing down everything that's going on in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> And they lo they lose it. They lose the blackboard because it no. was erased during the crash. <laughs> it's a serious issue. Okay, it's a serious thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's sorry. let's hmm? compose ourselves. So black box. <laughs> that was not found, right. And a common assumption mm -hmm. is that the plane flew for a few more hours after it, it had disappeared from the radar and then just crashed somewhere. But where? Mm -hmm. Probably like why? in in like one knows. water. Yeah, no? that's highly likely. But then some yeah, debris yeah. bodies There's only floated by. That's well, true. Here's something spooky. No, but they're in the plane. Ooh, it's something spooky. Well, not spooky, but it's going to... Maybe send a shiver down your spine. Oh. So yeah, the plane took off at um, 40 past midnight. Mm -hmm. There were no abnormalities, nothing in the first 39 minutes. And mm -hmm. the, the pilot had an accumulated 33 years of professional experience. The aircraft is mm -hmm. considered one of the safest in the world or has been considered back then. The captain's lady uh, and the captain's last radio message was. Good night, Malaysia 370. And that's it. What? Oh, Jeez. I just had goosebumps. Wait, how do they know that? Uh-huh, I know Oh, that. that's there. That's when Because the last they're recording. they're talking to a flight tower. Not recording. Oh. Yeah, oh. And they, yeah they just, not the pilot not just the said good night. Yeah, yeah, as yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Good night, I'll see you tomorrow. But tomorrow never came for these <gasps> 239 oh. people. Uh. This is like, yeah... This was this was so. Mm -hmm. That's why it was so big because of how it happened. Yeah, and yes. that until now, we don't really know where the yeah. where the airplane is mm. and what happened to it. Right. So, I mean, the explanations um, as to why that happened, they range from a lack of fuel to suicide of the pilot, or shooting down, wow. or hijacking, all that. But these are or Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, absolutely. Alien Wait. abduction. Aliens. Aliens Maybe they are always went too mm -hmm. close to the wall of the world, and then the NASA super soldiers shot them down because they were <laughs> too close to the edge. Yeah, because wow. it was it's flat, right? Because the Earth's flat. <laughs> exactly. I, exactly. Yeah. So there's nothing which makes which which makes it so damn eerie. Mm -hmm. People yeah. disappeared. Poof. Yeah. And I still can't believe it was six years ago. Yeah. Feels mm -hmm. like that's why we're doing this. Kind of humbling to a certain point of view that something that massive that carries 200 something people just disappears without right. a trace, yeah. yo. And the search for the wreckage is officially over since 2018 without any conclusion. Wow. 
2018. What did I say? 2018. 2018. 2K18. Excuse me. <laughs> That's how cool kids say it. And the only conclusion is that an influence of third parties is not excluded. They're not of the opinion or the authorities are not of the opinion that the pilot could have been behind the event. And mm -hmm. well, since, like I said, the black box, the black box and the voice recorder have never been found, we'll probably never even know. Never know. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't even the worst or not even the only disaster for this, for the Malaysian Airlines Bruh. this yeah. year. Because later yeah. in the year, not even the that much later. The same year. Yeah, well, yeah. two months later or what? March, 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 April, May, Juni. Three to four months later, um, Malaysian Air Airlines Flight 17 was shot down by a Russian anti-aircraft missile. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, so that hasn't been confirmed, right? It's, that's because until now, there isn't really a confirmation if, they were indeed shut down. They yeah. were allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Which is why I'm not touching that. that. Just just saying that that happened too. When was the last time you took a, a bath? cold, cold shower? A while ago. I never take cold showers. Oh, the transition. No. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just a while okay, ago. So there was this. No, I'm going to ask you a question um, mm. in length. Um, at length. How do you say that? Never at mind. Length. At length, yeah. In exhausting detail. So there was this one time when our warm water heater was broken, and <laughs> we had no clue how to fix it, so we just took showers. <laughs> oh no! With cold water. So back in 2014, there was this viral challenge in social media. Oh. <laughs> uh, called the cold shower you challenge. You know what it is. <laughs> the oh, the ALS ice bucket challenge. Hey. Yes, the ice bucket wow. challenge. No, the ALS <laughs> ice bucket challenge. Dude. It happened oh, as well. It happened six years ago, 2014. That I can believe. That I can believe is six years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. So I just remember oh. when people were pouring ice cold bucket of water over their heads filming yeah. it and then, and then they would eventually donate. donate money but money. here wait sorry Could money money yeah. money yeah. donate money to the money, als money. association but the thing is what happened was people will just do the ice bucket challenge without the donation not even mentioning anything about als yeah wait, so they well, would cover I themselves with ice water just to avoid donating just no. no, 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 no. Just to post on Instagram Just that they are part of the of the it challenge yeah, thing. It was Although like celebrities and influential people and politicians and all, yeah, other influential people would, of course, donate. I mean, yeah. yeah it was it was a tactic. It was but a good thing. Like, how does the ice water ice bucket challenge connect to ALS? Okay, let me tell you about. ALS. So ALS means amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. So this is a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and in the spinal cord. So in ALS, these nerve cells called motor neurons slowly degenerates 
ultimately shutting down their bodily functions bit by bit. So patients in the later stages of the disease may become totally paralyzed. So that's yeah. what ALS Damn. Does. So what's the um, ice bucket for? So therefore, maybe because ice, co- ice cold bucket of water would kind of turn yourself, turn so you frozen? numb. Isn't that kind of insensitive? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think. I, I don't, don't think. I no, am not right. sure. It was just. It was just to you know have a challenge connected yeah. to the foundation so that just people to challenge be, the people um, to donate. More eager to donate. Yeah, that was just my poor attempt in connecting it, but there wasn't really any announcement that that was the connection. So forgive me. But yeah, so essentially this ice bucket challenge was went viral and people started doing it, of course. And a lot of celebrities, influential people uh, started doing it and they donated a lot of money. So it raised a total of $115 million wow. for AOS oh. awareness and research. And good news, it even led to the discovery of a link between a gene mutation and ALS, which could possibly help develop a new treatment, which was thought oh, to be oh. impossible before. Nice. Hey. Yeah. You know what my favorite thing about the uh, ALS Ice Bucket Challenge was? Mm-hmm. It was all those botched videos where someone had someone else <laughs> holding <laughs> a bucket of water above their head and then just dropping it. <laughs> they drop it. Yeah. Drops or a cooler slipping on their head. because the yeah. floor was wet. But my favorite was Sir Ian Patrick. Ian who? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Wow, where Sir did Patrick I get Stewart. Ian? Okay, Sir Patrick Stewart. He did this in a posh manner where he had a he was in front of a candle lit table with a white cloth <laughs> over it and then a waitress or a maitre d' something like that uh-huh. and delivered him a steel a small steel bucket full of ice without the because that's where you put the wine in it but there wasn't right. any uh-huh, wine uh-huh, in it uh-huh. and then he went ahead and i this is the, me doing the als ice water bucket challenge and i <laughs> uh nominate so-and-so to do so after me and then he just poured it over himself in the most royal manner i've ever seen (laughs) oh wonderful i'll give that a watch yeah so although a lot of people would get into the bandwagon and do the challenge without donating uh it was still still, a good it was still a good way of spreading awareness essentially raising a huge amount of money for donations and <laughs> research and all that. And that's it for the Ice Bucket Challenge. That's 2014. That for concludes for now our part one. The part one of <laughs> going back in time. There's going back into sequel. the decade. Yeah, I think There's we're going to make a it a, a trilogy. Mm. Trilogy? Yeah. A thrilling trilogy. A thrilogy. It's thrilling. Thrilling. It comes in three. So, since that is the part one, that's only the part one of our thrilogy. Wait for the takeaway next next episode, I guess. Wait, there's gonna be a part three? No, it's I don't know. So it's not a trilogy. It's It's just a a trilogy. Two pair. A duo series two kind <laughs> of pair thing. It's just going to be a part two, guys. And 
that's it for now. That's our last what? last event that we would remind you of. And since this is just part one, we are doing the takeaway in part for two. Now. So watch Ooh, out for that. There is more. Oh. Stay tuned, guys. There'll be more. Yeah. There's a cliffhanger and part episode. two, Electric Boogaloo. All right. With that being said, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Hanaji Puri for myself. At potato underscore gammy for Hamad where he shows off his art and writing skills. His I'm still working. I'm still working, I swear. <laughs> he's doing a challenge right now, a video game character challenge. We have at Heiko Heilig where, where you would see I just a discovered stories. That says yes. He has stories. No posts yet. yet. But, but stories though. <laughs> he has a highlight and this and and he posts stories Ooh, now. A highlight? High queer. Yeah, for <laughs> like a 50-year-old, I'm doing fine. <laughs> and of course, lastly, we have at Yaspuri. Don't forget to check his YouTube as well, his Spotify, and other accounts which are linked on his Instagram. And hey. lastly, at Little Alfred on Instagram. Oh, yes. Our cat. Our little Never star mentioned mascot. <laughs> yeah. That's it for today's episode. Tune in next week to find out which takeaways we four weirdos have picked to talk about next. Hopefully that completes your order. Thanks for listening to the, the four, four takeaway podcast. Hashtag 2012. Hashtag 2012 is the end of the world. Ha- hashtag selectivism. Would you like that for diamond or for takeaway? For takeaway.